Andy, I know you need to leave for work. So if we get to the 10 o'clock hour and you're, you gotta go, you just go because Chris and I can do the Castlevania portion, which is gonna be the main topic. Okay. So just go over, just go over news and news topic B. You tell us about Atomic Blonde. We'll do the pull. Right. We're gonna do everything as scheduled and see how right. close we can get. But right. like we're already okay. Way All past right. nine. So less like, talky, more more potting. Okay, uh, three. Less talky, more potty. <laughs> Seth. What's up, pals? Welcome to episode 121 of the Super Nerd Pals Podcast. I'm your host for today, Chris Sampson. I'm Andy Carascolo. And I'm Stan Goderski. And welcome to the potty. This is a... <laughs> <laughs> just, to, just, to, just to put this out there, we've been having a really rough time, so... We are we're we're all well we were all together but now we're down to three. Ryan's computer decided to blow up and explode and set itself to the shadow dimension shadow realm. So it's just, it's just us us three today. Um, but we still have a great show planned for you guys. So let's, let's hit the ground running with the news flash. Pew pew. Indeed. So uh, San Diego. <laughs> 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 so San Diego Comic Con uh, uh, just passed by, and there's way too many, too much news to cover. So we're just gonna pick up and discuss a little uh, some of the few bits and pieces that we really wanted to talk about this week. Uh, so first off, let's talk about the the trailer for Walking Dead season eight. So Andy is our resident Walking Dead. Uh, officiato and pro- professional. What are your thoughts on season eight trailer? God, this season's gonna be so fucking good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, this season's basically gonna be like the all-out war arc in um in like the comics. So it's that twelve like issue arc of Negan versus Rick. Mm-hmm. So. Um, was it was it called like the the whisp, uh, whispering war or something? No, oh, whispering uh, was the next arc. This is called okay. all out war. Okay, okay. Uh, I'm really excited because um, we we get to see some shots of uh, Ezekiel. Oh yeah, old man Rick. Ezekiel, he's he's the guy with the tiger, right? Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Ezekiel's badass. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm really really excited for this season. This is like. This is where where everyone that hates Negan is going to grow to love him. And it's going nice. to be great to watch people transition to that. Mm-hmm. And, and this is where Negan starts to transition to maybe not like a good guy, but like an anti-hero. And like he starts no, to gain... Absolutely the, or, or is that absolutely oh, so That's still way later on. Uh, it's probably like right after this season. Okay. But... Um, at this moment, Negan's just an asshole. That's great. Excellent, excellent, and more Jeffrey Dean Morgan because because we need more. Just put, you know, you know how I I want Donnie Yen and everything. I want Jeffrey Dean Morgan and everything, including including Justice League, which we'll talk about later. Um, 
but I'm really behind on the comics. Uh, I'm really behind on the show in general. Um, so I have to catch up a lot in general. But I guess I'm even behind in the video games. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Andy, oh, the video you... games are coming to an end soon. Oh, really? No yeah. Way. Yeah, the next season is the last. They announced Walking Dead, the final season, Telltale Games. So, and uh, the comic would have been coming to an end, but then Robert Kirkman was like, nah, JK. <laughs> I think the I think what he said um, that he has the ending in mind, but it's still a ways off. So he's writing the comics now with the ending that he has planned in mind, but he's not like setting up the ending yet. I think that's <clears throat> that is what he said. I think I wasn't there. I didn't hear him, but like <laughs> I I read I read his quote, and yeah, I'm pretty sure that quote was accurate. I'm not a journalist. <laughs> but but Stan, I you, mean, technically you are. You you you're you're like a publicist for uh... Stan Gudersky, amateur journalist. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I mean, you're all your your D and D character is also like a journalist. You you like to investigate things. So come on, get get your head in the game. All right, man. <laughs> I'm trying here. That's why I said the whole thing where he said that's what he said. Okay. The quote. Okay. Paraphrasing his quote. All right. Awesome. Uh, Stan, do you want to talk about the Thirteenth Doctor? And God Do- damn it, yes I yeah, do. Yeah. So bring us with that sweet, delicious Doctor Who heat. All right, I haven't been following Doctor Who recently. Like, I haven't watched the new stuff with the most recent Doctor, Peter Capaldi. Um, but they put out a trailer um, for, like, teasing the next Doctor. And it's a woman. Finally. About time. Finally. It's um, Jodie Whittaker, who is previously from Broadchurch, which I haven't seen. But it's another BBC uh, show. And she's going to be the 13th Doctor next year after the Christmas special um, which is Peter Capaldi's last Doctor Who episode and it's going to be a cool episode because um, he's teaming up with the very first Doctor who's being played by David Bradley from Game of Thrones which I also haven't seen I don't know I don't know what's going on I don't watch TV Um, but yeah it's super cool I I wish Ryan was here because Ryan's an even bigger fan than I am but her computer had to break so (laughs) I'm gonna ask her next week. We're gonna when she comes back. We gotta be like, hey, remember that news story from last week? What are your thoughts? <laughs> you know, like like a journalist, <laughs> like a journalist do. What's anyway, your, what's your dumb broken ass computer? Yeah, yeah, rip rip in peace her computer. We'll we'll just hop into um, a TARDIS and we'll jump into a universe where where all of our tech and all of our equipment doesn't break down. Chris, if we're lucky, her computer would re- regenerate into like. A new, a new man or woman. I mean, Chris, I'm sorry to break it to you, but no. the universe doesn't exist. Oh, but the many worlds <laughs> hypothesis told me it would. <laughs> sad. So all in all, I'm I'm super excited about this. This is actually this made me so excited that I want to go back and watch the Twelfth Doctor stuff because um, I have I haven't seen most of it. I saw like two episodes of Capaldi, so I want to go back I've and watch it. I've watched like two episodes of Doctor Whoever, so. It's I've really only, good. I've only watched like one episode of the Twelfth Doctor. I mean, for me, it's always going to be tenth, like David Tennant, and I also watched like uh, a handful of uh, Matt Smith Doctor Who. But 
I don't know. Yeah, Ryan's like a huge Matt Smith fan, but I'm just not like I fell off hard on Doctor Who once um, Tenet regenerated, mm. but like I I went back later on and went back and watched the Matt Smith episodes on on Netflix, most of them anyway, and they get progressively better. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna knock it because it's it's actually pretty entertaining, um, and the Christmas special where he regenerated into Capaldi is really good too so i recommend watching that at the very least mm-hmm. um but the christmas specials are usually pretty good so i'm i'm excited to see it this year excellent very cool and hopefully hopefully uh we'll get ryan back next week and she's the true doctor who expert so we definitely want to hear her thoughts so ryan come back soon uh, until then until then we got to talk about some justice league trailer smack we, we gotta talk about it holy Folks. shit holy shit that beginning Folks. more wonder woman that was all my amazing i'm i'm already sold just just oh so good yeah i feel like they did that almost intentionally oh for sure because of like how good wonder woman was people were just like give, give me more of that wonder woman mm-hmm. <laughs> sad to say like i don't think i'm gonna miss superman in this movie <laughs> Listen, everybody's missing Superman this movie. That's the whole point. That's the plot of the movie. Hell no. No one's missing that depressed-ass Superman. Listen, maybe he'd come back with, like, a smile on his face, you know? Like, he'd take a long-ass nap. He gets resurrected. You think, or... you think Kryptonians sleep? Come on. Yeah, he'll he'll come back, and like, in the comics, in a black suit, in a giant Kryptonian mech. That'd be great. So, <laughs> so they get, they get, you know, they'll team up with Legendary to get some of that sweet uh, Pacific Rim 2 action. So, like, so it's secretly Superman's a backdoor Jaeger pilot. That'd be awesome. Oh, what the fuck? Speaking of mechs, did you see that part of the trailer where Cyborg took over the Batmobile? Oh, yes. Yeah. And he's like, I'll take over Alfred. And, and like, Alfred's like, do I know you? <laughs> <laughs> this, that like scene, that, that quick little snippet was really really exemplifies what i really like about what they're doing with justice league now because it it gives the trailer was really good and then it gave everybody their own little moment to shine and and they do a really good job of giving you an idea of what the personality is of each member of the league in in this like four minute trailer mm-hmm. and it makes you really helpful for the movie and because they really nailed every character in this trailer you know like cyborg is just this awesome cyborg um flash is really funny Aquaman's badass. Wonder Woman's badass. Batman's Batman. Mm. It's just yeah. It's just popping off in all the good ways. Yeah. Aquaman's can a total. We... Ro- oh, I'm sorry. Oh no, I was gonna say, can we talk about like one scene in particular? Hell yeah, I'll drop it. To me, it was the most amazing scene ever. Was when they were on the rooftop in, and they all just kind of like disappear except for Flash, and Flash <laughs> is like, oh, they do that. <laughs> that's rude <laughs> that's rude <laughs> and he's just like peace and he, he leaves that's great uh, man. I got really excited because they mentioned the lanterns yeah they mentioned like the uh, lanterns. like no heroes no lanterns uh, no Kryptonian and it's like oh the ancient evil awakens oh my god so well, uh, okay so this ties in to that scene at the end where Alfred is talking to someone he's like you came uh, hopefully it's not too late. I'm paraphrasing, but do you think it, it could be a Green Lantern? It could be like Hal Jordan, or could it be uh, someone else in the DC universe? That oh, it's 100% Ryan Reynolds coming back to claim oh, the Oh shit! That would be that would be so dope. The best surprise ever. <laughs> I 
<clears throat> I hear people saying that, like, obviously it's Superman. Like, but then at the same time, like, if it's so obvious... Why would they, like, like try to hide that? It's, like, it's like almost too... It's, like, almost too obvious. It's, like... It's not exactly like this, but, like, in the Superman comics, they've had this guy called Mr. Oz this whole time, like, doing shit behind the scenes. And everybody's saying that it's um, Ozymandias from The Watchmen, but it might not actually be him because that's too obvious. So in this case, in this in this movie case, Superman seems, like, too obvious for him to be talking to. That's very you true. You know, it's, like, it's not, like, a surprise... So it feels weird that they would frame the trailer as a surprise that he, that he's talking to Superman because we know Superman comes back obviously because mm-hmm. they be not only is he on one of the posters but all they do is talk about Superman in the trailer. Yeah, it's like where's where's my boy Superman? Yeah. Oh oh no, I we shouldn't have hated him. Br- come back, my friend, <laughs> Superman. Bruce, that's like, like the I'm whole sorry, theme sorry, of the bro, trailer. Come back, please. I love you. We share the same mom. Batman's like Batman's like he stood for hope and he was like the best one of us and he's like not really he was like really upset like most of Man of Steel he was like not a happy person so I don't know which version Superman's around he was he was branding people I don't know maybe maybe Batman when he fought he had like a different perspective and then he was like wait your mom's name is Martha you're so cool <laughs> it's the best friend Woo. i'm pretty sure like before superman died like batman and him became like facebook friends and so batman just spent this whole time going back through his like timeline and being like oh shit i fucked up he's like pretty he's a pretty good guy i would also like to imagine how batman puts together the justice league in this movie when he decides like who's gonna be in this justice league the first question he has to answer is, is your mom's name Martha? Yeah, he has a clipboard. That's <laughs> the first 10 questions. Is your first? Is your mom's first name Martha? Is her, is her middle name Martha? Is her last name Martha? What is your superpower? <laughs> Martha. Is, is, You're hired. Is your superpower to resurrect Martha's? Soul? He's like, hi. The Flash is like, hi, I'm I'm Barry Martha, the Flash. And Batman's like, wait a second, come join us. We got a whole crew going. Uh, like Aquaman. Cyborg's robot Martha parts League. are made in Martha, Kansas. It's it's all good. Uh, Aquaman uses fish to telepathy to summon all a fish. And he's like, oh, this is my school of fish. They're all named Martha. They're all for you. <laughs> uh, oh, man. Oh, and... um. So it looks like the villain. Um, we I think we we knew a, knew a long time about this, but uh, it's gonna be um, Steppenwolf, uh, one of Darkseid's generals. And we see like some de- parademons. We see Aquaman take out a parademon at the latter end of the trailer. Uh, are we gonna see Darkseid show up? Or I mean, we we're seeing a lot of apocalypse and stuff like the, the Mother Box and then the parademons and Steppenwolf. But are is Darkseid gonna come? around or maybe like a post-credit teaser or well, remember they already have plans to have a justice league too so well, of course they do Come they're on. they're definitely gonna show us something mm-hmm. i don't this think it's gonna, gonna be like a thanos reveal at the end yeah with Darkseid, basically like yeah. on his throne or whatever mm-hmm. in apocalypse yeah. what i want to see is like i forget what was it iron man 2 like the post-credit scene with thor's hammer like yes. In the middle of the yes. Desert. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I want to see something like that, but it's like Ferris, like airport or wherever the fuck, and there's just like a Green Lantern ring, like chilling, like 
in a pilot seat somewhere. Mm. Just I like mean, something like that. I mean, but what if we get a lantern in this movie? Yeah. That would be even better. But if not that, then I want at least need to see a, a lantern ring somewhere. Mm -hmm. Yes. That'd be awesome. And um oh, man, that'd be so cool. You just see like Hal Jordan uh and like and like and like the spaceship crash in front of him and then you see like a hand like a wither hand come out and it's like the green and then like the green ring flies to hell and whoever it has to be ryan reynolds That'd and be it's awesome. just like I've, I've been sir's hand as it comes out of the out of the fucking spaceship it's like a thumbs up like the terminator and it just goes goes down <laughs> dun, dun, as he dun, dies dun, dun, dun. all of a sudden dun, dun, like a dun, giant dun, dun. bat of like lava appears underneath his ship and he, he sinks <laughs> and it just falls into the earth yeah uh why don't we work for dc guys We're, this, this is this is gold Copyright I, us. Copyright. I feel like we mention this every time we're together. It's like, why? Why don't we work for this place? Hire us. <sighs> anyway, the Just League trailer was hype as hell, and I'm like, way. I'm even more excited for this than I was before. Uh, I, I have, I have faith that this will be good. I, I'm hoping. I give it Not thirty board. out of ten Suicide Squads. Mm, yeah, for sure. DC, DC. I think it's finally, I, it's finally listening to its audience. I think it's. Gonna get, I think it's getting its footing, especially after Wonder Woman. Uh, this trailer looks so good. I, I'm... I mean, I feel like DC was doing the same thing that Marvel did in the beginning. And I was trying to like feel around and see like what the audience likes. Because before, before Marvel had that formula, like we got shitty movies like Blade. Well... Blade was instrumental in starting the superhero Blade, Blade 1 and 2 were great. Blade, Blade 3 had Triple H in it, so you can't even say uh, Blade Trinity was bad. I, I think what you're trying to say like 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 uh like Hulk, but not the not But I, like Yeah, like nothing none of the movies really had like a thematic like eight of a to B plan. It was just kind of like it did whatever the fuck it wanted. And there was no setting up for anything. There was nothing like extra coming out of it. Well, yeah, of course. Um, it's like and then the way once they kind of got like what they thought they were going to do and like they saw that the audience liked it, they kind of kept it, but like re upping the formula. And I feel like that's what DC is doing now. I think I one of the things I think DC was trying to do is trying to be diametrically opposed to the Marvel movies because Marvel movies are usually like upbeat or whatever, and so DC was be like, let's follow in the footsteps of the Dark Knight trilogy and be like realistic and and darker and washed out, and and turns out that like people don't want that. They also don't <laughs> want something that's not like the comic books at all. You know, like Superman is out, isn't out here snapping necks and like, it doesn't make any sense. So like, I feel now that they're finally realizing like, Hey, people want to watch the comic books, but on the, the movie screen with human beings with actual humor and, and like, and like well-developed characters and chemistry and interactions and yeah. Yeah, it, it this honestly felt like an episode of the Just League cartoon come to life. This trailer, mm -hmm. and I think that's why it worked so well because it just it was high energy, it was it was laughs, it was good action, and it was good character. That moments. was actually the same thing. Oddly enough, I was talking about this yesterday. Suicide Squad, 
And uh, someone told me, like, Suicide Squad, it had a pretty decent plot. I was like, all right, so explain to me what the plot was. And they could not explain the plot. And I'm like, that is the fucking problem. Mm. They got a, They had to stop uh, Enchantress's uh, cousin or something, right? Your brother? So- something like that. Sure. Yeah, they needed, like, a, a clown lady to do it. Yeah. <laughs> Only the clown lady and pals could... And Will Smith with a gun. And, and Slipknot, be, best best red shirt ever. Or Slipknot, <laughs> ten minutes in. I forgot he was in that movie. Let's move on. He was Justice League trailer was great. Justice League, we we love it. So we we are excited. Yeah. Uh, so let's. Hey, right, Chris, tell me tell me about Atomic Blonde. All right, let me tell you. So Atomic Blonde just came out this this past or this past Friday, the twenty eighth. Uh, I got to see it at an early screening uh, about two weeks ago. So I think it was like July 13th or 14th. Uh, shout outs to Universal Fan Con. Uh, it's a comic book convention or multi-genre comic or nerdy convention that's going to be happening in Baltimore in April of the next year. Uh, so shout out for them for ha- hooking people up with uh, free screening passes. So, Atomic Blonde is a spy action thriller uh, directed by David Litch, um, and it's starring um, my my all time favorite homegirl, Charlize Theron, and James McAvoy. So it's Furiosa and Professor X teaming up. Uh, it's based on Anthony Johnson and Sam Hart's uh, graphic novel called The Coldest City, and. It revolves around. It's a, it's basically a, a spy thr- thriller uh, set during the end of the Cold War, so around when the Berlin Wall is about to fall. And so the ba- basic premise is a spy who uh, also happens to be a double agent um, kills an MI6 agent operating uh, in West Berlin and steals a list of double agents who are being smuggled uh, into the West. Uh, so um, so the problem is um, this list is very valuable to all manners of government, the commun- the communists, the KGB, uh, uh, underground criminal organization. So everyone wants uh, this list. Uh, Charlize Theron is this agent sent in to try to meet up with her contact James McAvoy and to find the list and to uh, retrieve it. And it goes into this really great political uh, spy thriller intrigue. And it's a lot like spy versus spy. You don't know who to trust. There's a lot of cloak and dagger backstabbing stuff. It's pretty, it's pretty interesting. Um, I haven't read the graphic novel. Um, I would like to read it uh, after seeing this movie. Um, I thought, I thought it was pretty enjoyable. A lot of people have been comparing it to John Wick with Charlize Theron, and it's very, it's a very apt uh, description, uh, particularly because of the fact that David Litch uh, used to work on John Wick Chapter Two, uh, but he left John Wick Chapter Two in order to direct this movie. Um, so, so it's so it's basically John Wick in the Cold War or something. Yeah, John Wick in the Cold War uh, with Charlize Theron kicking ass, taking names. Uh, unlike John Wick, uh, a dog doesn't die. Uh, a car is not stolen. Good. <laughs> uh, but Shirley's the run. Uh, don't kill no dogs. No, no dog. No dogs are harmed. The harm is failed. That was that was actually the subtitle for this movie. It was Atomic 
Juan, don't kill no dogs. Don't kill no dogs. <laughs> uh, so the the. That's like actually also the motto of this podcast. Yes, we love dogs. We're a very dog friendly. Don't kill podcast. no dogs. No, we are a pro dog. Pro dog. Um. So in terms of the plot, we are a pro dog potty. I'm sorry. <laughs> <We're a pro-dog laughs> potty. That's the tagline of the show. Pro dog potty. <laughs> um. So. I've seen the movie but not read the graphic novel. I don't know how faithful it is or how liberal it is with the source material. This movie, like, the, it has a skeleton, but when you when I watched it, I couldn't really tell you what was going on because, I mean, I, I don't know. It was, like, it, it was trying to be too complicated for its uh, – or just overly complicated. I mean, it, it's a spy thriller, so there's going to be a lot of close and dagger and double and – double, agent stuff and lots of intrigue and deception um but i did so the the plot and pacing kind of separate but i to be honest i didn't really care and in, in the end because the action is was over the top insane like if you want like john wick like brutal uh like insane insane choreography and action and like the craziest fight scenes ever seen um this movie's for you uh, Shirley Theron is, you know, she takes her ap- acting chops, uh, especially with uh, badass uh, action roles, and takes it to like eleven. I, I swear, like this is like some of the most hardcore fighting I've seen in a while, and she, she does it with grace and with such ferocity, similar to like Daredevil uh, or even like Children of Men. There's this crazy. I swear, it's like at least ten to fifteen minutes of this one shot where she's trying to protect uh, this one agent from being killed. And it's it goes through, like, she fights her way up and down, like, five levels of this apartment. And uh, in actuality, it's more like a three-cut shot, but they hide it really well. But it's split into, like, five, like two or three, like, five to ten-minute-long cuts that are really well-hidden, but it's still basically one shot. And it's 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 done so well. And I like that move. That was like easily the best part of the movie. In terms of like the the setting and world building, it's super punk rock, and it's a really visually stunning movie. There's like tons of neon. The cinematography is really stylish, and it's very pretty on the eyes. Um, again, I think the story suffered a little bit because of that, but it, it's totally a summer blockbuster action film. So I, I, it doesn't matter. I love it. And James Ac- McAvoy, he was really chewing up the scenery and the most like there's some parts where i feel like it didn't work but for the high octane feel of this movie um i think it it's still it's still it still worked overall so all in all it's pacing a story side and it, it suffers a little bit but in terms of like cinematography and action and pacing and like the thrill the thrill aspect it's it's a really fun movie so i i recommend it so i i would give it Three out of five Cold Wars. Okay, that's 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 a respectable amount of Cold Wars. Yeah, yeah. I would say. Uh, um, I'm interested in seeing yeah. it. Yeah. So and it's uh it's it's doing it's doing pretty well in the box office this past weekend. Uh, a lot better than some other movies. So like uh just to throw this out there, the the Emoji Movie, which apparently how came dare you, on. Chris, for saying those words on this potty? Uh, I just want to put it out there that it broke the record. No other movie has ever done. It got a zero percent on Rotten Tomatoes. So good, really. Yeah, Leave it yeah. that way. And a zero, like no other movie has done it. It actually got it. I mean, this was expected, but yeah. So 
I, I don't know what Hollywood's doing. So don't don't talk about that movie. Don't see that movie. Don't don't, don't give them an excuse to make a second one. Please, Just please, do not. No. That's all. That's all I'm gonna say. I mean, about. the minute they revealed that that was gonna be a thing, I was like, why? Why? Yeah. Why? For right, sure. So. so give all your money to Charlize Theron and Atomic Blonde this weekend. Because you won't regret yeah. it. It's a lot of fun. It's a, a perfect summer movie. Or you know what? If it's still in theaters, go see Wonder Woman again. Hell yeah! Do that too! <laughs> and, and, then, and then watch the, the Justice League trailer. And then go back to the Wonder Woman and then watch the trailer. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely want to check out Atomic Blonde. Yeah, I, it looks really cool. And I'm, I'm glad, I'm glad it, it sounds good too. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, Chris. Yeah, All right, you guys want to go into the pull list? Let's go oh, into the yeah. pull list. All right. Um, to start off, we don't have not many pulls this week. I don't know if you have any pulls, Chris, but uh, I had zero for once. Really? The first huh. time I think this year I've had nothing. Man. But uh, and you got any pulls? I have Nightwing twenty six. I want to say. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I was looking at I was looking at that, and, and apparently um, Huntress. Is gonna be in the the issue, and she used to be part of Spiral, right? Mm. Yeah, she was a huge part of Spiral. Uh, I don't think we've actually seen a Huntress since um, Grayson. So well, she's in she's in Batgirl and the Birds of Prey. That's where. No, I mean like, like in in like Dick's. Universe. Oh, in Nightwing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. I got so you. like, I don't think we've seen anything of her since then. So that's going to be an inter- interesting interaction between them. All right, great. I have a piece of news for the pull list. Um, this is really awesome. I don't know if you if you both, uh, if you two heard heard about this, but um, Marvel announced X Men Grand Design. Chris, have you heard about this? I I I was skimming through Facebook. I saw that you posted something about it, but then I had to. Uh, okay, forget. I'll I'll tell you right now. It's a six issue miniseries by Ed Piscor. Um, he he made the hip hop family tree comic books, which like basically uh, used like old school Marvel comics style art and whatnot to retell the history of hip hop. Um, each each issue was like a certain amount of years, or whatever. Anyway, this is a six issue miniseries by him. Um, it starts in December. It boils down 280 issues of Uncanny X Men into six issues. What Holy the shit! Told, fuck? Wait, wait, wait. It's told. That's crazy. It's told as one complete story, as though like it was planned from the beginning. So he took he, the way this started is that um, he tweeted about this a year or two ago, where he was like, "I have a plan. I have an idea for how to boil down about 300 issues of X Men into 300 uh, pages." Um, and Marvel was like, oh shit. And they basically was like, <laughs> do it. And so he's doing it. So it's X-Men grand design starts in December. Um, it's one, it's told as though it's one complete story and it covers like decades of X-Men stories. So each issue is like covering a particular decade and it's going to tell basically the history of X-Men in, in like one concise manner. That's awesome. That's fucking awesome. Uh, yeah, correct, the, correct me if I'm wrong. Is the Uncanny X Men that's the the Chris Claremont run, right? Or is that... it's the original X Men? Oh, the original. Oh, the oh, oh it's okay. From from X Men, it starts when they're like you know in those goofy costumes or whatever. Mm. Um, the OG one issue one of X Men and goes all the way up to I think uh, Days of Future Past. Shit. So you get so you get the you get the genesis of the X Men. You get you get when Logan first joined. You get the the 
when Storm joined, Storm like goes to the punk rock with the Mohawk. So you're gonna get that whole history, two two hundred eighty issues of Uncanny X Men. Yeah. And and like the X Men is notorious for like the most one of the most complicated continuities of all time. Um, so this 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 sounds awesome. I I I am all in for it. Yeah, me too. If you look at the art, it's like really awesome. Like he he managed he, his art style is that he just creates these vintage looking comic book art and that's what it looks like so it looks like some like it fell out of like a time capsule or something it's it's just great um and i can't wait to read it i i i love x-men but i have i don't have the best um knowledge of the history of x-men um, i'm trying to go back and read older issues of x-men but this sounds like a, a an awesome way to get that in like a really like concise way so I can't I can't wait to start collecting this series. Yeah, I'm definitely picking this up. This sounds yeah. so good. This sounds um oh, I also have a piece of breaking news. Well not breaking news, but another one for the pool. I just noticed this now. So flashback to I don't know when we were talking about, it, maybe like last year. Remember when we I was talking about a a a lovable comic that I was following called Broken Moon, where basically the moon broke and like all yes, these of course. So apparently <laughs> How could I forget? <laughs> So apparently, there's a second miniseries called Broken Moon: Legends of the Deep, and there, issue six comes out this Wednesday, and I'm so sad. I'm just finding out about this now. But basically, the premise is uh, Cthulhu, the old god from H.P. Lovecraft, invades As Earth, and every single mythical monster <laughs> teams up to, to fight Cthulhu. So I am in. Wow! Holy <laughs> shit! No, I'm in too. What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Super sold on that. So, the, so, all right. So, this, it's called Famous Monsters Presents Broken Moon. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Broken Moon, Legends of the Deep, number six, uh, American Gothic Press, written by Philip Kim and Nat Jones. So, this is six. So, I again, I ha- I don't know what happens between one and five, but here's the plot premise for six. The vile threat of Cthulhu has brought every mythical monster together once again to defeat him. But a crazed Cthulhu mad Lauren would not be easily shut down. And when he threatens Corbin's son, the sons of the wolf come out. So it looks like uh, one of the main characters is a werewolf. And there's like some infighting. But the but they're also fighting Cthulhu at the same time. I have no idea what's going on. But this this sounds amazing. So I need to, re- I need to read all of it right now. Yeah, nice, definitely nice, have nice. to check that out. Yeah, it sounds cool. Mm-hmm. And those are my pools. And- and that's it. That's the pool list. That's the pool list. A little, little bit of news sprinkled on top of your spaghetti helping of uh, comics mm. coming out. Mm. That's a spicy potty. <laughs> the spicy. <laughs> we gotta stop. <laughs> that's it. We we reached we reached the limit, Chris. I'm cutting you off. No. I'm like the bar. I'm the bartender. I was last call for potties. <laughs> We're done. <laughs> We're done for this episode. We reached our quarter. <laughs> Uh, Ed, you want you want to bounce? <laughs> yeah. We got you got two minutes left. Leave this potty. Leave it forever. No, stop it. <laughs> now that you gave him the limit, he's just gonna keep going. No, we're done. It's fine. Uh, oh man. All, All right. right. Well, I gotta get to work, guys. All right. Thank you guys for Take listening. Easy. Find no. me on Twitter at Sweet Justice One. Find him. Peace Later, guys. Later. Enjoy the rest of the potty. Potty don't start until I walk in. All right, we're done. (laughs) (laughs) Mic drop. Uh...
Alright, later guys. <laughs> Out of this party. <laughs> what are we doing, Chris? What do we do every week here? I don't know, but it's good to be back. I missed like two oh, weeks. I miss I missed you. Chris. I miss you too. Thanks, was... thanks for coming back. Uh, oh. Okay. So right. it's just you and me. Main topic of the show. Motherfucking Castle of Anime. The Castle Anime Vania of things. So I didn't I didn't see all the episodes, Chris. I, I saw about two and a half, okay. so I don't want okay. I don't want any hardcore spoilers. Okay. But we could definitely talk about that amazing as fuck first episode Holy for sure. Holy shit. And and yes. how cool how much I like Trevor Belmont also. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so so Castlevania, uh the Netflix anime series or well it's anime. It's it's heavily inspired by anime. Uh, even though it's like like all American cast for most part. I don't know. It, it's like it's like as anime as as uh, uh, Avatar. Yeah. So actually, tweet at us. Tweet us if you think it has Castlevania is an anime or not. We would love to hear. Uh, but anyway, um, so this was a oh, this released a couple of weeks ago, um, and it, this was a project like over ten years in the making. So originally in 2007, Garth, uh, Garth Ennis was hired to write uh, and produce or, or write a Castlevania movie. It was trapped in development hell. And then in 2015, uh, Frederator Studios, uh, most well known for like Adventure Time and I think like it's all a bunch of all the famous uh, cartoons like Fairly Odd Parents, if I remember correctly. Uh, some other ones I don't remember at the moment, but they they were able to be funded by Federator, and then later it was a, fully adapted to like an animated series. Um, so Garth Ennis still writing it. Uh, Adi Shankar, uh, the mind behind like the bootleg universe. So you, you ever seen the famous YouTube videos of like the gritty uh, Power Rangers? Um, oh God, I'm forgetting his other work at the moment. Shit. Um, but just look up Eddie Shankar. He, like, if you've seen the the Greedy Power Rangers YouTube video, that's a lot of his his videos are like they they take up he takes an IP and plays around with it to something that's completely new and awesome and badass. Uh, so he was executive producer. Um, let's see, it was uh, directed by Sam Dietz. Uh, you got some amazing voice casting. So you got Richard Armitage as Trevor. Um, let's see. Uh, Graham Graham McTavish as Vlad Dracula Teps. Um, I'm trying to. F- uh, oh, uh, Lisa Lisa Teps. Uh, by Emily Swallow. Uh, since Stan hasn't finished watching episodes, I won't reveal like who else uh shows up in their voices. Um, but in the in terms of the premise, I think they I think they did a lot of interesting choices in terms of setting and world building and like the plot direction. Like for for one, uh, this is. All for all intents and purposes, in the Castlevania timeline, like uh, one of the prequels, it's this anime is based on Castlevania Three: Dracula's Curse, which focuses on Trevor Belmont. So this is way before Simon, uh, but Trevor, as a Belmont, is doing what he's doing. He's trying to defend uh, Wakalia from Dracula, and it tells like, I guess like the quote unquote like origin stories of Dracula. So let's 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 dive into the first episode because this sets up a world building and the context and holy shit this was like the best opening episode i've ever it was awesome yeah it was it it, i was i've never been this like straight up hooked on like a show with a first episode like like 
also I, I don't think I've ever seen an instance where Dracula is like the most sympathetic character like I've ever seen either. Like this is probably the most sympathetic Dracula's ever been. Yeah, it, you know? it pits him as a tragic hero who t- takes it too far, but like his motivations are. Oh, but I totally sympathize oh, yeah. with him. Like I, I, like I'm just like no, go for yeah. it, Drax. Yeah. Uh, my my boy Drax, just do it. Yeah, he he. Uh, so Dracula, he's just uh, a guy who who hates humanity, but he meets this wonderful woman named Lisa, uh, who comes to him, and uh, sort of makes like a Faustian deal. She like she wants to, I I guess like trade her soul, like metaphorically speaking, or, or you know she's making a deal with like the devil uh, for knowledge, and but she's doing it for good reasons. Uh, this world is set in like the dark ages where religious zealotry is off the chain. Uh, mass ignorance and hysteria uh, has given the, the, the Catholic Church like incre- insane amounts of, of power and influence and you know evil like corrupt men are doing what you will with that power and influence. Uh, and Lisa just wants to bring enlightenment and rational thought and a, lo- a little less of the crazy in the world. So she's yeah, she wants to be a doctor. Exactly. And she wants to learn science. Exactly. And so she walks through a fucking field of skeletons and stabs a bat in the chest and walks right up to Dracula's door, knocks, walks in, and is like, hey, hey, Drax, want to learn some science? (laughs) And and it's really cool because I I don't remember if um, which came first. I feel like Castlevania came first. But um, if you love this, you you would love uh, Vampire Hunter D, uh, Vampire D Bloodlust. Uh, but there's a lot of like techno sorcery, and it's really interesting how you know they they implement and incorporate like the iconic uh, like mazes and backdrops of the games into the into the anime, and they explain in how like uh, Dracula is uh, into like techno sorcery, so Dracula has access to all these are like like uh, these modern models of science and technology, but to like the common lay folk. Like anything they they can't explain, you know, it's like oh, it's witchcraft, it's it's sorcery, it's it's evil, uh, and you know, so Lisa's trying to like, yo, I just want science, I want to help people, you can help me, and I can help you like hate humanity a little bit less, and just just a little, yeah, less. A little less. and Jack is like, you are very interesting, I like you, and snap cut, we we see twenty years later, twenty years later, we see Lisa on on a pyre about to be burnt by the bishop uh and and for her crimes of witchcraft uh for practicing science and being trying to be a good person and you know shit goes down so stand fuck humanity stand. what 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 happens what happens one of my favorite scenes happens where lisa gets burned at the stake she's basically like screaming out like not to take it too personally like basically straight to dracula just like oh don't don't take it out on them they don't know what they're doing or whatever um but then dracula finds out and he shows up with his like this big theatrical like fire face like coming out of like nowhere yeah he, in front of he all possesses the... the same fire that burnt lisa yeah and he's like he gives them a warning you have one year to to like leave this city or i'm gonna kill you all yeah, and like my favorite like dialogue exchange happens here, where the mayor of uh, Wallachia is like, "Oh, Satan! Like, get out of here, Satan!" And the bishop's like, "We don't care about you, Satan." And then Dracula's like, "I'm not Satan. I'm Dracula." And they're like, "Oh, we fucked up!" <laughs> <laughs> like Dracula's 
from the legends. It's like, yo, yo. They're just like, Satan, no problem. Dracula, oh shit. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> Lucifer, you could deal with. Like, oh, Dracula, shit. But they don't, they don't heed the warning. They don't pack up and leave. No. No. Um, and Dracula is like he he's given them every chance, which is another reason why like I don't really hate him because he's just like you 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 kill my wife, you piss me off. Yeah. I'm still give you a year to get out of here. See, see, Dracula could have been a bit unreasonable, but still justified. I mean, he could have given them a day, like give you a day to clear out, and then no, he gave him a year. A year's a long time to like think about what you did, but no, no, they ignored it. Yeah, like so, fuck that. Yeah. Also, there's this cool like after that whole scene, there's this like really cool foreshadowing moment where Alucard shows up. Yes, Dracula's son. Yes, and he's like Dracula's and, child. Yeah, and it's it's so it's so Shakespearean. It's like I, I'm here to stop you. He's like, but I'm in mourning too. And then you see like a, a splash of red like all across the screen. It's like holy shit. Yeah, I can't. I'm excited to see more of this. I cannot wait till they get to like the Alucard shit. Like I want to see him in in all his glory. But anyway. Mm-hmm. A year passes. Dracula comes back. Yes, yes. And he's like, I, "You, you done fucked up. I told you, you had a year." <laughs> and he he lays waste to the entire city. He just like summons, like fireballs it. Ugh. Yeah, like demons start coming up out of the sky or whatever. They start fucking people up. It's it's something else. It's, it's like this is like the most metal anime. <laughs> like, I, I I even forgot about the part like when Dracula first hears that Lisa's been killed, he cries tears of blood and fire. Oh yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, that was again. This is like this is like Shakespeare level. Like oh my god, clutching at the heartstrings. Like he uh, he approaches uh, Lisa's house, which is all burnt down, and um, this old lady stops by and tells him what happens. She, she lays a bouquet and then. Like Stan said, he starts bleeding tears of blood, and then he's just like, blood, and he explodes. And like fire and he comes tele- out of his eye. He, he teleports it, and he's like, he he like, I will damn all humanity. He's like, oh my god, Dracula, you're so cool. So awesome. You're so cool. Such a metal ass first episode. Yeah. Just yo, this, that was so that's like one of the strongest pilots I've seen. And, um, you know, and what's great, uh, Andy and I covered it, I think, two weeks ago or three weeks ago. But, you know, the same day Castlevania came out, season two was announced. It's this it's going to be eight episodes. So double the fun. Uh, So what we suspected happening, the reason why it was the first season so short, it's only four episodes. Each episode is like 25 minutes, is that I think originally this was originally going to be like one feature like film, but there was split uh, for some reason, but I actually like that decision. And now, since the reception is so positive, um, you know, we're going to have season two, I think, next year uh, for 2018. Yeah, and, yep. And it's like watching four, all four episodes. It's like an hour and a half. Yeah, it's totally whatever. So it's, yeah, you could just, you knock it out like a movie. And it's, and it works, it works like watching it as a movie, but also works ep- episodically too. It works either way. And it's great. And I, I like Trevor Belmont's like reluctant hero. Yeah like thing where he's just like the Belmonts have also been like disgraced by everybody for like black magic or whatever and and Trevor at this point he's like a homeless drunk and he just doesn't care about people's problems and he's just kind of like well you know the church banished us even though we were trying to fight vampires so now the vampires have come and like what you expect me to come save you now like I'm not gonna do shit Mm -hmm. but he kind of gets pulled back into it anyway and 
It's great. I just I like his character. I like how he just gets into this bar fight and he's like, I I fucking fight vampires. You gonna try to come to me now? <laughs> <laughs> I'm and not afraid just, of death. <laughs> yeah, it's oh, so it's good. great. Um, yeah. for me, I I like him a lot to The Walking Dead, where like the main like of course like the main threads could be like van- uh Dracula and all his demon and vampire armies, but the the backdrop of all that all the hellish BS like humanity's in right now, uh, is like. It's their own fault. It's our own fault, exactly. And it shows how humanity, how shitty humanity can be. Uh, and you don't really need Dracula or demons to like show you that. But like, it just like ramps up to nine. So like the main, the actual main villain for at least season one is religious zealotry. And humanity. And humanity. Yeah, and it's just, I was expecting like more demon, outright demon fighting. But they actually went with like a more subtle, I guess more esoteric abstract villain which is like human nature and it's like holy shit this is so good and, and, and it's just ah oh, so and, and, and the, the, you, you have all these your epic uh demon killing scenes like there's like oh there's like the choreography my god i i don't know who was responsible like uh, shout outs to eddie shankar shout out to the people at powerhouse animation studios but holy shit like you're, you're gonna get plenty of monster killing action but you also get this really nice uh, subtext of like philosophical conflict as well, so it's so good. Huh. Yeah, I was I went in I went into this first episode uh, of Castlevania like with almost zero expectations. You know, it's like oh, it's Castlevania, but it's Konami. I don't like it. Just came out of nowhere, kind of, and I haven't like really heard much about it. So I I don't I was kind of hearing good things about it, but I was really skeptical. So I just kind of went in like one day, just like whatever. Let me watch it because the reason why I watched it was because. I was eating dinner as you do, and I was like, "Twin Peaks is too long of a commitment <laughs> to watch while eating dinner because that's like forty-five minutes." But I can, I can knock out a twenty-five-minute episode right here. And I put it on, and I was like, "Holy shit!" Like I stopped eating, I just like, sat back, and I was just like, "Holy shit!" This, this demands great. your uninvited attention. Yeah, for sure, it's great, and you know, I'm excited to see the other episode and a half that i've got left mm-hmm. and it's been it's been great so far and um i wish there was more but i'm glad more is coming exactly um and i would love to see them the same studio and everybody do this with other konami products like if if we can get more konami games i would i will 100 percent be behind more konami yeah. anime like can you imagine metal gear solid yeah i was gonna mention that like what what is next is th- is this how konami can redeem itself. Can, can you imagine, like, even, like, a four-episode, like, tightly-paced Metal Gear Solid anime based on the first Metal Gear Solid, mm. bring back David Hayter to voice Snake, mm. like... Mm. I'll be, I'll be too- I can, or, or, like, Silent Hill in the same vein as Castlevania, mm. just, like, this horror anime. Oh, man. Fuck it, do Bomberman. I don't care. Like, <laughs> just, just give me more. Konami does Contra, right? Yeah. Oh, that'd be awesome. <sighs> But, just remake all your properties as anime. Yes, and like, yes. Please do. Be great. Please do. You know, you know who else is doing that? You know, Overwatch has been doing that with Doomfist and the their anime uh, reveal trailer. Uh, speak of Andy Shankar, his next project is an anime adaptation of Assassin's Creed. Uh, what era it would be? Uh, I, we don't know yet. It could be something completely new. It could be. I would love to see. I don't think they'll do this, but if they did, I would love to see the Black F- Flag movie turn into an anime. No, Pirates. Like a, Pirates. Pirate yeah. anime. Yeah, Pirate anime. It'll give One, one Piece a run for its money because they have a monopoly yeah. on it. So it'll be good. It'll be good. Um, yes. And like just 
anime, everything. So I'm, I'm assuming like for, for Konami products, it would be Metal Gear Solid. It would be like a adaptation of the first one. David Hayter. Um, is there any, like, is there going to be a runner up? Or the, uh, Also, do you want Kojima to come back? I mean, uh, yes. I mean, of course, of course you want him to come back. But do you think he will be allowed to work on an anime? I don't know. Like, that's just so like, I don't think Kojima would ever come back, you know, from the way he was treated. Mm. I think the best we can hope for is them to just be faithful. Like, even if they did like a, a Twin Snakes-esque version and not necessarily the original like because if you i don't know if you played twin snakes Chris, the been. remake is that is that oh that's the remake of the first it's the remake of the first yeah. metal gear solid on the game okay Cube, yeah um made by silicon knights it is like you should chris if you're not gonna play the game you should at least look up the cutscenes mm. on youtube they remade all the cutscenes, but they did it in the most over the top like anime style possible okay. okay like simple like simple things that happen in in the main game get turned into like the most all right there's all right, there's one scene, right, where Snake is, like, listening into a conversation between, like, Liquid Snake and Ocelot or whatever, mm-hmm. and he's, like, hiding behind a doorway. And when you watch that cutscene in the PS1 game, he just basically turns really quick and, like, moves to the other side of the door the door frame so he can get a better listen. In Twin, Sp- in Twin Snakes, Snake does a fucking backflip over the entire door and lands <laughs> on the other side. Instead of just turning to the corner, he just goes whoosh and just flips. Um, yes. Yes. Snake is fighting um, uh, Liquid Snake in the helicopter about halfway through the game, and Liquid Snake fires a missile at Snake. And so, like in the um, in the PS1 version, he rolls out of the way. In the Twin Snakes version, the missile comes at Snake. He does a backflip, lands on top of the missile, kicks it? off the oh. missile, and then fires another missile Yo. at the helicopter. <laughs> Yo. That's awesome. It's like the craziest shit, and I would love to see that as an anime because it, it would be perfect. Please do. Oh, that's so good. Uh, make everything anime. Oh, that's so good. Yeah. That's so good. But all in all, Castlevania, absolute recommend. Excellent. Yes. Like one, like hundred percent. Like, I'll just watch that first episode because I felt no joke that that episode gets five like bloody teardrops out of five from me. Like it is yes. just yes, five out of amazing. five. Uh, vampire hunter whips because oh, <laughs> so good and absolutely watch props it. props to everyone on that team and uh, i don't know how to give at netflix money besides our subscription but just please please season two season three um so what would you want to see for like season two or for any any future season like in terms of the castlevania canon like uh, i mean we we got to get our simon that's that's gonna happen eventually uh but what you want to see in the future for the Castlevania? i want i absolutely want i want to see alucard you know yeah. like, i gotta see i gotta see more of that boy mm-hmm. i i i want to see um one of the first things um in the first episode was when they revealed dracula's castle and how like amazing it was designed like it just looks so fucking cool i want to see like some crazy ass inverted castle shit like some upside down castle shit like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like I, again they, they are they, the the amount of um like set building they did so far is just incredible like a a, a beautiful blend of cgi and uh, classic uh 2d animation like i just oh my god it's i mean they did they did their homework because like they, a lot of the art they took a lot of influence from the the og art from um oh what's his name uh ayami kojima uh, so they took so much influence from Ay- Ay- Ayame Kojima's artwork, from, uh, specifically from Symphony of the Night. 
which mm-hmm. is you know one of the best Castlevania games ever. Yeah. Um, but oof, oof, man, I I don't even I they definitely have to do Symphony of the Night because um, that's just classic. I don't know. I don't know what else. I mean, more a la carte. Um, definitely more Simon. God, I don't know. I don't know. Jeez, it's so it's just so more. I'm so overwhelmed. Whatever, whatever they do, I have like faith that it'll be good. So just more. Mm-hmm. And like, I guess a little bit of tangent. It's been three years since we've got you know a, a Castlevania game. The last one was Castlevania Lords of Shadow Two. Uh, do you think uh, a new Castlevania game could spin off from the success, the crazy success of this Netflix show? You know, I don't know. I every thought that Konami was getting out of the video game business, but then. Apparently, Super Bomberman was doing really good on the Switch mm. because at the time, no other Switch games were coming out. So people bought a lot of Super Bomberman. And so that, you know, maybe we'll get like a Pro Evolution Soccer anime. <laughs> now that <laughs> like I think Sha- about like it. Like Shaolin Soccer? Or, um, or actually, I haven't, you know, I haven't watched any soccer anime. That's really weird. I should choose, I should do that because I love sports anime. Yeah, I'm, sh- I'm sure it exists. I, I'm sure it exists. I mean, there's like ping pong anime and like yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, oh, I know. Just to tack on one more anime thing. Did you watch the San Diego Comic Con Death Note trailer? No, I haven't. Okay, actually. Uh, there's only one reason why you and everyone should watch it. There's an, there's like it's like a three minute. It's not even a trailer. It's like a three minute cut. It's all Willem Dafoe. It's all good. good. It's all good. All right, it's... I'm gonna watch it. I'm gonna watch it. I'm, watch gonna, it. I'm gonna talk about it tomorrow. Watch it right now. I mean, uh, next week. Watch it. I'm talking about it next week. Excellent. Um. So, um. Uh, again, like Stan gives it five out of five. What was it called? Five out of five. What? What was your rating? Tears of blood. Tears of blood. I gave it five <laughs> out of five whips. Uh. So go out and watch it. It's so good. Please, please tell us what you think about it. Uh. Whether on Facebook uh, or on Twitter. So, yeah, you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash group slash supernerdpals and on Twitter at supernerdpals. And Sandy, if you don't have anything to add, I think this is the end of the show. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah. We're done. And we're done. So this was episode 121 of the Super Nerd Pals podcast. We were down, Ryan, and Andy left early, but we still had a, we still had a, lot, of, a lot of fun. More or less, everyone was here, maybe. In some, some way. way. <laughs> uh, we have some choice cold open intro material that i really want it's basically 10 minutes of us cursing and being so frustrated with our equipment so uh i promise i promise all 10 minutes will make it into the show it's it's gold it's great it's gonna be bought boiled down uh we'll pay you we'll pitch you a picture it's it's a total theater of the mind and maybe netflix will pick up those 10 minutes for an anime as well because come on it'd be awesome um, anyway, so you can find this podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, and any other any other podcast player of your choice. Uh, we'll post the RSS feed, so you can slap that into your podcast player of choice, and you can automatically get episodes as we post them. Uh, don't forget to like, rate, share, and subscribe. Uh, that's very important, um, especially give us uh, a rating and feedback on iTunes. iTunes is the best way for the podcast to spread. And we also want to uh, hear your constructive feedback. We always want to make the show better. We want to try out some new ideas. So if any of that applies to you, if you just loved you know, anything we talked about today, you know, Castlevania, comics, uh, Walking Dead, you know, you leave us a review, tweet at us, message us. You can tweet us personally as well, so you can find Stan at. 
Stan Doom. And you can find me at Kyo Ninja for Hire. That's K-Y-O Ninja for Hire. You can find Andy on Twitter at SweetJusticeOne. That's SweetJusticeOne. And you can find Ryan on Twitter at the Red. <laughs> <laughs> All my water bottle just decided to, I don't know, ghost Vlad Dracula is in my, my room now. So I, I'm sorry. Anyway, so you can find Ryan at the underscore red underscore horror. And give us your thoughts. Uh, Castlevania is awesome. And stay tuned for next week. Hopefully, we'll have all of our tech troubles sorted out. Hopefully, Ryan. Hopefully, we'll all be here. Yeah. Hopefully, Ryan will will get a new Mac or we'll try some some dark ritual stuff and try to revive it. Who knows? Uh, It's not it's not black magic. It's science. So uh, yes. So that's keep that in mind. Keep that in mind. Uh, So Stan, thank you so much. And Andy Ryan, we we love you and miss you. And I'm Chris Sampson. So. Have a good week, and we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening, Pete. and thanks for coming to the potty. Woo, potty! <laughs>